0: Hello and welcome to The Swim Brief. I am Chris DeSantis and today I want to talk to you about having an ambitious goal. And I want to answer specifically the question, is it helpful to have an ambitious goal? Uh, This is something that I spent a lot of time thinking about. I never record anything on this podcast that uh, I haven't spent a lot of time thinking about. If you've been listening for a while, you know that. Um, But I want to talk a little bit about where uh, my current thinking is on it, and I hope that will give you some insight into um, what you do. And, And here's where I want to start with it. Often discussions about goal setting, ambitious goals, all of that, I think they focus on deterministic outcomes for people using ambitious goals or not. What do I mean by deterministic outcomes? I mean that people are evaluating the effectiveness. They're, they're saying like whether or not you should use ambitious goals as a measure of whether or not you achieve the performance on the other end of it, right? So by that measure, I think what we come out with is, well, it's effective for some people and not effective for other people. And I've got a couple problems with this. (laughs) And that's what I'm going to get into as as I discuss this. I want to go beyond that advice in this podcast as this being some sort of like either you're the type of person, you know, that it works for or the type of person that it doesn't work for. And I want to break down for you some of the mechanics of what makes it work. I want to maybe suggest some different definitions for what working is. Okay. And I'm going to use some examples of myself and I'll reference this again later, but I, um, I subscribe to the theory that it's much better to tell people what you're doing than necessarily what they should do. Right. I think, you know, um, it's a mistake to just copy paste, what I'm doing myself, um, and think that you are finished the process. Right. But I think what's more important is to, for me to break down to you and, and you just start understanding how I got to making the decisions that I made and start thinking creatively about how that might inform your own processes and how you're doing it. Um, I think whether or not, first of all, you can use ambitious goals. I don't think that's a, a inherent trait. I don't think that there are people who are inherently like ambitious goal motivated or not ambitious goal motivated. I think like almost everything except for, you know, height and a few other categories like that. It's a developable skill. It's something you can develop. And, and we'll get into this a little bit more as we go down the line, developing a skill is not actually about outcomes, whether or not you achieve the performance. Okay, so here's where I need to make an aside before we get into what I'm doing. Um, And I just, I want to say... From the very beginning, that uh, a frustration that I have in in what I do is, uh, and you'll even like you can listen to podcasts back, and I'm I'm uh, ascribing myself as essentially a quote mental performance coach, and I I very much do not want to be known as a mental performance coach, but sometimes I use it, and sometimes I let other people use it, primarily. Um, out of frustration with my own inability to communicate what I see as the value I contribute. Like, I, I don't think that there is an existing term or frame for what I do. I haven't come up with one yet. And I think when people think of mental performance coaching, and I'm, I'm making quotes for those of you listening, um, that is something that exists in people's mind. And Um, So, so it exists as a concept and a lot of the things that I do probably fit into that concept of what people are thinking. So I don't think it's like entirely disingenuous or false, but I also think it's not completely honest to refer to myself as such. And I promise this is related to ambitious goals. So just bear with me here for a minute. When I work with teams or individuals, for me, performance is at best an ancillary goal. Okay. What I mean by ancillary goal is um, it's not the overriding goal. It's not even maybe um, one of, you know, one of a constellation of big things. It's something that's there, right? Um, It's by far the goal of my ego my pride my natural competitiveness however you want to put it um, because I'm only human right and uh, one of the things I will I will get into a discussion later of why I think it's unavoidable to have performance um, in the picture and as a goal but you know it's there I'm I'm not particularly putting effort into improving performance. That's, that's, not, um, that's not what I'm consciously working on when I'm working with a team or an individual. Okay. What am I working on? Well, I want people to have a better experience doing what they're doing. Okay. And I believe that I can teach them ways of doing what they're doing that enhance their experience. And for sure, often having a better experience will result or, I don't even want to use the word result, will correspond or correlate, which are two very different things, to performance, quote, performance gains. But I would say, one of the things that is a challenge for me in terms of uh, marketing and selling what I'm doing is that a lot of the stuff that I do for people has uh, longer-term payoffs. Like I, I have now seven years in, I have people who are getting the um, biggest payoff <laughs> uh, in terms of of results from a three or even maybe six month period working together like five, six, seven years down the line, right? And um, that is that is hard that's a hard sell actually to people, even though that that is extremely valuable, uh, I think many of us we get infatuated with uh, quicker fixes because simply because our our, our brain can more easily, you know, make the A, B correlation. I did this and then there was this, you know, there were these quote results from the thing that I did when something is so far off in the future. Um, it's harder for us to make that connection. Um, and that takes a lot of work. Um, ultimately, absolutely. Do I think it's worth it? Yes. And I I think most people in their rational mind would agree. Um, so when i I said ambitious goals, I'm guessing you probably thought of something quantifiable like a time a performance right and so you may also be thinking why did you just spend a couple minutes telling me how you don't f- focus intentionally on performance I and mean, yet the purpose of this podcast is to talk about ambitious performance goals now I'll get to it. I believe that the skill of making, using an ambitious, performance, measurable goal for you is all about inverting the process. That is, I think, most people's default with ambitious, measurable performance goals. Most people set an ambitious goal because they believe it will motivate them to change their behavior and that those changes in behavior will result in achieving the goal. I believe that doing it in that relationship is almost guaranteed to make the process of getting to that goal, a completely unpleasant slog. And I know that, from personal experience. I have tried it that way more times than I want to admit, and I will continue trying it. Um, because most of the time when I'm using it, I'm not even aware that that's what I'm doing. It's so ingrained, right? So it takes <laughs> actually a lot of consciousness and awareness and time to think to realize what I'm doing. So I'm going to recommend turning the process on and head, But Again, as I said earlier, I'm not really making a recommendation to you. Um, I'm going to tell you what I do because I think that, again, the most valuable thing to you will be seeing what I'm talking about, how I apply it in my own life. And hopefully that will show you some of the decision-making process I use to get there. And it'd be much more valuable for you to learn some of that decision-making process um, and think about, you know, how you might actually start to analyze your own processes through that lens, um, rather than, again, just copying and pasting what I'm doing at the end. So, I'm just going to use the example of two ambitious, measurable, quote, performance goals at the moment that I have athletic goals, um, one of which you've undoubtedly heard on this podcast. If you're a frequent listener and the second one, if you're a loyal Instagram follower, which, by the way, Christy underscore coach um, can always get some juicy clips of this podcast uh, and various other pieces of positive psychology-related content, okay? Um, Those of you who follow on Instagram, you will also know about that. We're going to take them one by one. And I want to talk to you about how I invert this. And and, And by inversion, what I really mean is I said, right, normally people set an ambitious goal to motivate change to move them towards the goal. My idea is the point of an ambitious goal is that it's actually supposed to enhance your experience, right? So I use these ambitious goals as ways to enhance my experience of training, to make it more pleasant, to make it more motivating, to make it more enjoyable to do these things And yeah, you know what? Just sit tight and listen to the process and maybe it'll become a little bit clearer to you because uh, I'm realizing even as I'm saying it, it's just better to get into some examples. Okay. So the first one you got to be familiar with if you're listening to the podcast or even reading me, uh, because I've been talking about it for a long time. I would like to swim a hundred breaststroke under one minute, right? Uh, I've never done that. Um and i guess i should qualify that it's an appropriately ambitious goal um because i've never done that uh i'm also 40 or year, 40 years old and i think it's fair to say that even 99th percentile that is you know a++ um 40 year old competitive swimmers are on average slower than they were at 22 So for me to set that goal, I'm thinking probably (laughs) if I just do a little bit of math in my head at minimum, I'm not going to do the exact math. At minimum, I'm looking at like a a one in a thousand performance to myself. Might be one in 10,000, might be even more unlikely, uh, unlikely than that. Now, the first thing I'll say to you is how does this enhance my experience? The unlikelihood of it actually enhances my experience. And I'll tell you why. Because I have realized about myself that I always am at my creative best when I'm dealing with a lot of limitations. And setting an ambitious goal places, uh, maybe not even limitations is the right word, It places a lot of constraints, right, Uh, on what I'm doing being older places, constraints on what I'm doing, all the sort of um factors that at face value might look as if they are kind of depressing facts, unmotivating facts. Um, I've found the, the inverse it's a rich creative environment for me, right? Because I can't, if, if I'm going to achieve this, um, then by necessity, I must really improve my process of getting there, right? Because I'm not going to get a one in 1000 outcome with just sort of doing what I've always done, right? It's, it's, um, it's, it's not improving my likelihood of that very unlikely outcome and each constraint that I face, rather than limiting me creatively, it actually offers branching opportunities for learning, right? Because um, I think I'm definitely one of those people who the worst thing in the world is like a completely blank canvas. Um, I really benefit from having some kind of uh, border or Again, constraint limitation. And therefore, by setting this unlikely goal, actually, I have jacked up my own creative process. And I feel like I'm learning how to train myself at a faster rate than I ever have at any other point in my life. And as a result, (laughs) there's that word again, results, I look forward to training most of the time. Um, I have pictured myself achieving this unlikely outcome, and I can say it's an explosion, an extreme release of emotion every time I feel about achieving something. I mean, I, I've had this thought in my mind that this is something I want to do for at least 20 years, and therefore, I look at each training as an opportunity. An opportunity to make it slightly more likely to happen. And when I look at it like that, I can get a little bit more excited about what's coming at the other end. Because, yes, is it still extremely unlikely? Yes. But it's more likely. And I'll take more likely outcome, uh, or sorry, more likelihood of an outcome that's going to fill me with a ton of joy happening any day. And by viewing that training as additive, therefore, the goal is serving my process, not the other way around, right? Not My my process of changing myself is not serving the goal. The goal serves my process of change. If you tie, in my opinion, again, I'm going to start getting into advice giving you. Let me stick with advice to myself. I have found that if I tie my changes, right, to the outcome, if I make them serve the outcome, right, I'm doing these changes so that I can go 59 in the 100 breaststroke. Well, no outcomes are guaranteed. And in fact, I've assigned a very unlikely outcome. So what's almost guaranteed is that I won't achieve it. And if I do it in that order, then I'm guaranteed to grow disillusioned with the process of change. Why am I doing this? It's not going to happen. But instead, inverting the process, then I'm changing for... um, I'm, I'm using the goal to serve the process of changing. And then I win no matter what. Because even if I never swim 59 seconds or faster in the 100 breaststroke, I'm always going to be better off having made the changes to try and get there. I will never look back on the process of trying to change and regret it. Oh, what a waste of time that I spent changing all that stuff because I didn't even go 59, right? So that feeds future motivation and I, the simplest way I can put this is I have made a plan to be happy in the future no matter what happens right I win no matter what either I achieve in the in the very unlikely um, outcome I achieve and uh, I get to brag about it and I feel really good and I get that extreme you know, emotional moment, that culmination moment, or I have changed a bunch of stuff positively for myself. Sounds pretty, sounds like I pretty much win either way. Um, My other ambitious, measurable goal at the moment is in the weight room. Okay. Uh, That's one, you know, for the Instagram junkies at the urging of my, I don't want to call my training partner, my sometimes coach, my friend, Trevor Gray, uh, you can look back, there's a number of podcasts with, with Trevor on them. I Love having him on as a guest, and we probably record our best podcasts, um, but we don't record them. That's what I mean, actually, to say is <laughs> we have these great conversations that we don't record. Um, I know this is exactly what you want to hear as a listener of the podcast, um, but anyway, he urged me to start deadlifting nine months ago, and uh, within the last week, I set a new max PR. 315 pounds. And I, before even doing that, I had set this completely arbitrary goal. I turned 40 in July. I mentioned that earlier. And I thought it would be cool to deadlift 400 pounds max this year. Same year. I turned 40 literally just for the synergies of the fours and, and all. Okay. Um, and I think a past version would put pressure on myself to make constant progress towards this goal, you know, like I'd be like, well, you know, here's where you've got to be by uh, this point, you know, here's where you got to be by this point, you got to be doing eight reps of this weight and that's how you know you're on your way. And I'd be trying to constantly triangulate whether like I'm on the path to getting there and I'm just not viewing it that way this time. Um, first off the process of lifting weights I'm probably now two plus years into really doing it consistently for the first time in my adult life. And it made me realize how unsophisticated my concept of what weightlifting was. Um, and so more than anything, I'm enjoying learning about how to do something new with my body and figuring out how far I can go. And I look forward to training, um, And that is, it's not even despite, it's sort of like in, in service of that. I have long periods where there's no measurable progress, you know, like weeks on end, sometimes even months on end, where I feel like I'm just sort of in a holding pattern with no visible progress, right? No, no numbers change. No, um, you know, if you look at my graph of, uh, strength increase, right. It's, um it's just not there but the process of learning how to do something better is valuable to me regardless of whether i achieve the goal um and i guess at this point you might be asking the question why have a performance goal at all if you're just going to go all wishy-washy enjoy the process on yourself why not just have the goal to sort of quote improve or have your goal be i'm just i just want to enjoy the process man okay <laughs> I, I said I would address this earlier and now I am. I have not yet figured out how to not think about something. Okay. So once one of these ideas pops into my head, one of these performance goals, and I think, I think I'm think i pretty normal in that, right? Um, I, I can't not think about them. Right. And one of the things I teach people to do is since you, since I believe that most people are like me, they can't not, I've never met somebody that can just not think about something, right? You're going to think about stuff anyway, might as well make it work for you rather than be a problem, right? Um, take the opportunity that you're given. Um, and I think, Rather than if I were to just say like, oh, my goal is just to enjoy the process, man. I wouldn't have an anchor. These these ambitious goals are providing an anchor for me. Because they are extremely unlikely levels of performance, I have anchored what is going to be really amazing. Therefore, I actually know to be amazed. I can't tell you how many people I talk to that i believe don't do this piece and then they don't like they don't plan on being happy when they do something amazing therefore (laughs) they're they're not when they do something amazing so not only um, will i get more enjoyment out of the unlikely outcome at the end and the process of knowing that i will get that enjoyment is motivating to me but i also feel less disappointed disappointment right because i've done the rational thinking to say, yes, this is an unlikely outcome. In all likelihood, this will not happen, and it it actually helps me to not feel so disappointed if I don't achieve them. Um, the easiest way I can describe this to people is like, have you ever played the lottery and been devastated that you didn't win? Hopefully not. Um, so that's where I'm at with ambitious goal setting. I hope you really found this helpful. Uh, Here's where I remind everybody, I provide one-to-one coaching to help you develop better processes and improve your experience doing something, right? You can reach out to me at chrisdcoach.com, DM me on any of the socials, CD Swim Coach on Facebook, Christy underscore coach on Instagram or email just for stuff you want to hear about on the podcast, uh, swimbriefpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening and see you soon.